welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I am David Kern. Well, this is Halloween week, so I'm going to continue reading some Halloween-themed poems, or at least some uh, some creepy-ish poems, shall we say. Today's poem is by Edgar Allan Poe, the master of the creepy story and the creepy poem. It's a long poem that I'm going to read today, so I'm going to keep it light on the other, the other content uh, so as not to make this episode too long. But this is certainly one of the best poems to read during the week of Halloween. If there's anybody out there who can find a way to turn this poem into a Halloween costume, I would love to see a picture of that. So uh, post it on social media and tag it with Daily Poem, and we will share a few of those. Don't forget also that if you are a kid who listens to this show who is planning to memorize a Robert Louis Stevenson poem and enter our competition, you have till the end of the day on October 31st, or the end of the day on Halloween, to record a video of yourself reciting that poem and then post it with the hashtag daily poem or email it to me, david at thirstyinstitute.com. And we will uh, pick a couple of winners and we will have some special prizes for those winners. So let's talk about Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. The Raven is a narrative poem first published in 1845. And uh, the only thing I'm going to say about it is that I think this is one of those poems that is doubly creepy. It's creepy on the surface because there's this uh, supernatural element of this raven who, who comes to this person. But it's also a person who is in mourning. He was a distraught because the, uh, this person's lover has died. So you've got the, uh, the creepiness of the raven coming and what all that means. Plus you've got this undercurrent of grief under it, which makes it both a uh, creepy and a uh, moving poem even as the language is highly stylized and pretty musical. Um, there's, a, there's a bit of a paradox going on there, which I think is really interesting. And with that, I'll just get right to the poem. The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, Suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this and, and nothing more. Ah, distinctly, I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow— Vainly I had sought to borrow from my books surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for that rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, nameless here for evermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before. So that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, is some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is, and, and nothing more. Presently, my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, uh, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door. Darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, 
and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely this is something at my window lattice. Let me see, then, what thereat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with mien of lord or lady, perched above my chamber door. Perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door. Perched and sat and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling. By the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly, grim, and ancient raven wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore. Quote the raven, Nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. For we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculpted bust above his chamber door with such names as Nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on the placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, Other friends have flown before, on the morrow he will leave me as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, Doubtless, said I, what it utters is only its stock and store, caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, nevermore. But the raven, still beguiling all my fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking I betook myself to linking fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking, nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er, she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then, methought, the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer swung by seraphim, whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee respite and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh, quaff this gentle nepenthe, and forget this lost Lenore, Quoth the raven, Nevermore. 
Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still of bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still of bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore, tell this soul, with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden, it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore, clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Quote the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked, upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the ninth Plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, Still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. And the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. This has been The Daily Poem. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back tomorrow with another episode.